Hi, this is Spencer Dorowitz, former forward for the Dundee Stars, and you're listening to A View from Section C. Hello and welcome along to A View from Section C, episode 31 this week. Larzo, how's, how's your week been? It's been good. It's yeah. been busy as usual. Work's been as, busy. As uh, usual. As usual, however, work aside, this is the one I've been waiting for. Oh, this is the one. You know it is. Um, this is we, the one. We've, we've heard that I had to speak to our special guest um, during the week and say that, that we've had so many people around the rink just asking, when is this guy coming on? When is this guy? So we have it this week. Um, this has been one that we're building up for. Um, probably what an introduction for this guy. Um me personally, the best goalie we've ever had, best netminder we've ever had in Stars history, um, a, f- a fifth round draft pick by the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll try not to speak about Flyers too much on this podcast. No, the, the connections across the water. Um, but yeah, I've been really, really looking forward to this guy, um, and it is none other than Nick Realpel. Hey guys, how are you? Not hey, bad, Nick. How are you? Really good. I'm really glad that uh, you guys invited me. Always looking forward to uh, speak about uh, my time as a Dundee Stars. Yes, no, we are uh, more than happy to have you here. Yeah. As I say, we've had so many fans um, asking us when you were going to be coming on the show after we spoke to Bo um, a few weeks back. And they're like, yeah. when's Nick? Yeah. When's Nick? And I'm like, he's going to be soon. Trust me, it yeah. will happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, had the chance to uh, listen to his uh, interview, and I'm glad he said a uh, few a few nice things about me. So. <laughs> yeah, he um, he was he was he was he was very complimentary, and and yeah. as I say, you know, we've as I said in the introduction there, you know, we've we've always felt that you were the best goalie we've ever seen in a in a Dundee jersey, and you were the you were the ultimate professional for us. Um, one of the only guys we've ever seen do the, do their cool down after a game. You know, you'd be running up and down stairs after games and and really looking after yourself. You're the only guy, and even now, I've still never saw another yeah. stars player do that. Yeah, ever, well, ever seen it. Uh, you know, like when I was growing up, uh, I always had a really good uh, character, determination. Like, I my dream was always to play in the NHL. Um, and when it was uh, time for me to go uh, with the Dundee Stars, like it was the NHL lockout, and for me, I knew nothing about uh, Europe. So uh, for me, like when I started uh, looking at my options, and I know that the NHL lockout would have really, really hurt myself as a goalie, with all the NHL goalies going to the AHL, AHL going to yeah. the AHL, and, and uh, I really wanted to also uh, live a good ex- family experience with... Uh, Caroline, who uh, was my girlfriend at the time, we've been together for only uh, one year, and now we've been together yeah. for eleven years. Uh, I got uh, I know kids, uh, so uh, so when I was going and decided to go to Dundee, um, my mindset was okay, like it's gonna be a league where I need to showcase myself. It's gonna be a stepping stone for me uh, down the road and. Uh, with the goal of coming back potentially in North America, uh, North America, and obviously going to the NHL, which, uh, but you know, my first experience really, really enjoyed that. So that's why, like, all the little details uh, for me, like uh, uh, doing uh, uh, workouts after practice, uh, um, you know, after uh, home or away games, doing my little cool down, uh, stretchings, and all that stuff, like. Yeah. And, I, the, at the time, guys, like I think we need to be uh, honest here. The the UK league, the EIHL, is right now I think two steps way more professional yeah. than it used to be five yeah. and ten years ago. So yeah. for me, like, and I and I won't lie, like the first weekend I I get to play with uh, with the stars, 
we go to a little uh, tournament uh, or round robin in uh, Fife. So, you know, like not the sexiest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I go there and after Saturday's game, like we didn't play well. We've lost something like 4-1 mm-hmm. against uh, Edinburgh or something like that. And guys yeah. were opening up like beers and cheers. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I told Jeff Hutchin, if it's not more professional, like I'm packing my stuff and I'm done. So, yeah, yeah. and I think he got, he, he saw in my eyes and my character that, hey, like I'm not coming here for having fuss for having fun like obviously yeah. yes yeah. i'm having fun playing hockey but i'm a pro like it's a pro league exactly. i'm a professional athlete like it's it's business to me and yeah. i think that's why every day i was making sure to uh keep my focus and my head straight on like let's do the little things every day so that you can last all season yeah. long have a good season yeah. maybe the following year playing in a better league with a better salary and better opportunity, which uh, is exactly uh, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, and I, and I don't know if, if you do this from, from an agent's point of view, um, but the stars, we've, the stars have always been like a stepping stone sort of club for players. Um, you, you look at, you'll get Bo, for example, and, and Gabe going over to, to Denmark onto bigger and better things. Um, so, you know, to have that kind of professionalism around you, you, you need to have that to then move on to those bigger teams and better teams and say where the big money is. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think it just, the Stars, are, it's a great uh, organization and a great opportunity for a player that is having like a, you know, a, a rough year to fall the, 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 you know, the previous year or just looking for a better opportunity to show, really showcase themselves. Like, uh, like the forwards, they know they will play a top six or top nine defenseman, top four and goalie. Like I, I still can remember when I uh, talked with uh, Jeff Hutchins, like I really wanted to make sure that I would play some games and as a number one. He mm. said, don't worry, you might play, you know, Every game. all of them. So how many games? And he says 57. So, and I ended up playing 56 out of the 57 just because the last game, unfortunately, we were uh, eliminated the, the game before and I gave uh, my, uh, my backup and good, uh, good friend, uh, Mark McGill, his, uh, his yeah. first uh, yep. game in the EIHL in his hometown in Edinburgh. And yep. uh, still to this day, sometimes he sent me a text with... Uh, you know, pictures of him uh, and of us uh, during our time in Dundee. So, no, it was really special. Yeah, yeah no, Gilsey's Gilsey's a good lad. Mark, Mark we, we still keep in touch with Mark and his family. Um, and yeah. it was one thing I noticed. You, you and Mark, young Mark, got on really, really well together. Um, yeah. Yeah, even well. like what you're saying, Mark only really played one game, but the two of you seem to be very, very close. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Mark, uh, he was he was open minded. He wanted to learn. Uh, he uh, committed himself to be there. But you know, like the the biggest difference at first, like he knew he wasn't maybe going to be a number one. But what I told Mark, I said, why don't you want to be the best backup goalie in the league? And you know, you who knows, maybe you're gonna have a better opportunity and. But I also really wanted him to challenge myself. Like, for me, I want to take pride to be the best goalie even in practice. Like, I, I want to be that every day. So that's why I told Mark, like, Mark, like, if you don't work or if you don't care, like, for me, it doesn't push myself. Like, and if I have an okay practice, I know that I'm still going to be the best goalie for practice. Yeah. Like, I, I want you to challenge, uh, challenge me. And at first, like, we started doing a goalie session, goalie practice before practice and doing some overtime. And, and he says, Nick, like, I've been here for a long time and I've never seen an import goalie doing a goalie practice uh, before a, a long practice, normally on a Wednesday when it's like a, a working day practice. But for me, it was just my, my standard. 
And that's a standard yeah. that uh, I, I put on myself, but also a standard that I can put to my clients as well right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the thing as well, you know, you, you talk about the standard um, and obviously coming over here, there is that kind of, as it, as it would be called in the UK, pub league sort of thing, you know, it's a beer league. Um, but obviously you were drafted before you came here um, by Philly. So you've got that, that back and off, I need to keep improving and improving and improving so I can go and do, get the, achieve the goals that I've set myself. Yeah, um, exactly. And I remember when Jeff Chen kind of uh, recruited me or signed me, like for me, like I didn't really look elite prospect or who do we had. And we, I just looked that we finished like uh, maybe, I don't know, like towards the end, you know, not last, but in, in that uh, category and says not look like, like if you come, you will come here and you'll be our backbone and we'll, we'll have a really, really good team. But I didn't know nothing about the big clubs like the Cardiff, the Nottingham, the Sheffield. So for yeah. me, I said, okay, well, she wants me. I'm going to play some games. I'm going to live the family experience. And so there was only positive about that uh, opportunity. So, yes, I was young at 23. And that's what I remember the most. Like people or fans asking me after the game, like, how come you decide to come here? Like you're only 23. Like how come you, you, you haven't waited until you're – 28 or 29 or 30 is like it's uh, it's almost like a league where you come and having some fun before you retired which like i said to you guys 10 years ago that was the mentality but now yeah, yeah. the as the year moves on as you know like i think the nottingham Panthers have done a really good job uh, uh at the um, the chl you know the champions league uh, at some point as sheffield have done a, a good job as well at cardiff so i think now they are getting way more recognition and yeah. also i think dundee have done a really good job um you know like especially let's say omar pasha that i've been uh, dealing uh, with for the past few years like, like he's been a, uh, doing a really good job getting some player that has a really really big potential giving them uh, a platform or you know uh, opportunities on the ice and when they do perform well, they go and move on to our towards a better league, which at, by the end of the, the his fall uh, his years in Dundee facilitated his recruitment. Just he had so much, so many experience or so many uh, example to showcase the new imports. Hey, like come here, do like uh, Anthony Beauregard, and then go back in the CHL, be a MVP, go make a big ton of money in Switzerland, and. Now he's a uh, first NHL uh, camp in Montreal Canadiens. Like that's all the little things that he can uh, bring to the table, and I think that's now. And I, the Ward family has been among the best owners uh, in the whole league uh, right now, and I think that's one of the major points why good imports wants to play in Dundee because the new imports always speak with the former imports yeah and see like yeah. how has it been how is the league how is the apartment is the paychecks on time uh you know like how's the owner uh everything related to the outside of the ice is really really important for players because obviously you know like out of the 24 hours we have in a day well you might spend 80 uh, percent of your time off the ice so the off ice yeah. uh, uh thing is really really important and yeah. I think that's why they've done such a really good job uh, in the past uh, few years recruiting good yeah. players. And I think I think that's what happens, Nick. We, with a club like Dundee, we might see a player for one or two years and then they move on. As you say, Bo done it. We had a guy, Charlie Combs, has done it. He's went away to, to Denmark. And they're big moves for these guys. Yeah. Previously, as you say, back 10 years ago or something, it was you were probably one of the youngest guys that come in, and then you've got your surprise guys are drinking beer after getting beat. Nowadays, we don't see that, and we look at it's younger guys that are coming in. And the younger guys, if I see Bo for a year and he and he moves on, I'm watching Bo now for the rest of his career. And I always like to say, same what we've said about yourself, we seen you, we saw you playing for Dundee, we saw Bo play for Dundee. This guy could be a way to go to the NHL. 
and he had one season in Dundee. See, for me, I look at it as a Dundee fan saying, we've helped these guys on their career path. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a part of the development. You know, like you, you as an organization, as fans, uh, help develop the player for him to reach his full potential. And, you know, like you never know. Like, uh, not talking about, like, for me because I'm retired, but let's say a guy for both. Well, let's say five years down the road, four years down the road, or when he's going to feel that he wants a, a safe place with uh, his, uh, his girlfriend, they might expect a family. Well, they might say, you know, the best place that we've been in Europe or the past uh, 10 years, it's yeah. in Dundee. Why not sign yeah. a two, three years contract there? Yeah. We're happy there. We're going to have a family. Like, and yeah. take another example, uh, client uh, Gabriel Desjardins, who uh, spent last season with his wife, Isabel, and their, uh, their little uh, daughter, Emma. Like, they mm-hmm. had a blast. Everything was outstanding. Apartment when they arrived was A plus. The view, the city, the fans, like, and that's what helped uh, them reach another step, going to uh, Sudhenska in Denmark, which is yeah. you know known to be really yeah. a good league, a uh, good place to play. So, and they have only good things to say about their experience. So, you know, you never know. It's uh, uh, yeah. The hockey world is a really small world, and there's always a player that knows a player that played in a, a team, so it goes a long way. Even though you guys see a player maybe for one year, but it may be the reason why you see other players, good players or related yeah. friends related, uh, more years. You know. So uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but to um to to actually think back on that that it was ten years ago that we saw you play for us, um yeah. and now even bigger. And he's now, and he's <laughs> never aged. No. It's horrendous no. how good looking <laughs> Nick Raphael is still. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, you need to tell my wife that. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, when you finished with the stars, obviously um, you, you had a couple of couple of years in Europe, and then back home, ECHL, AHL call ups, and then even a call up to Tampa Bay um, to wear the jersey. Just how 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 did that moment feel for you? Just to to eventually put the top on and say, you know what, I've, I've I'm here. Yeah, no, it was just uh, incredible. And I remember, uh, actually, like, I was talking to my, uh, about my wife a few moments ago, like, but she is the one that made me come back in North America. Because mm-hmm. after I played in Dundee, like, we had a great family experience. Uh, her daughter, Kellyanne, who was uh, seven at the time, uh, well, well, six at the time, now she's 16. Um, I know. You know like, Where did that time go? She she went to school, like, in English. She learned to be bilingual. And even today, like, she helps uh, the English teacher with the other student just because her English is top-notch. Well, it's it's not from playing in France. Like, it's it's from playing with the Dundee Stars. So it's it's something that she's always going to be thankful and grateful for. And after that, we went to Denmark. Uh, Chloe was born in Denmark. A great family experience then. Then we went to France. Well, for every French Canadian playing in France, it's always special. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, English Canadian or an American playing in the UK. There's always like that little uh, special yeah. uh, thing to yeah. it. Uh, so for us, for to play in France was really good. And then it was, it's, it's when I realized that few of my former teammates or goalie that I used to play against in the QMJHL when I was major junior was making their NHL debut. Like Jake Allen, uh, which uh, yeah. I played against when he was in uh, Drummondville. He is now he made his debut with the St. Louis Blues. Now in the Montreal Canadiens, Kevin Poulain was making his debut. Uh, you know, with the Islanders now make, uh, playing in the uh, Montreal Canadiens farm team. Uh, mm-hmm. Louis Domingue, uh, which I played uh, with, uh, started with Arizona. And yeah. for me, I was like 25 years old, and I was scratching my head, and my wife said, like why don't you go back? I said, she said, you're still young. I said, well, we have a really good 
uh, quality of life here in Europe, uh, making way more money. And yes, I was an NHL draft pick, but once you're gone for three years and you yeah. want to come back, like players have arrived, players have been drafted and four goalies, well, there's only six in the organization. It's not like you can bring uh, 12. Yeah. So I just, and by that time I started to represent myself. So I was communicating mm -hmm. with teams um, and I had an opportunity with uh, Norfolk but guys, I was making like peanuts uh, in terms of yeah. money, like really not, uh, really, really not much. Um, so I, I, but I took on the challenge and I had a really, really strong start this season. And I still started to communicate with team around after the, uh, the holidays. And at one time, my, uh, my coach asked me to uh, bring, bring me in his office and uh, look, Nick, uh, how do you communicate with few teams uh, in the AHL? Because he knew I was representing myself. I said, well, just a few, but so far, like, nothing. He said, well, keep your phone close because Julien Brisebois, assistant GM at the time of the Tampa Bay Lightning, will give you a call mm -hmm. and will offer you an AHL contract. So I said, oh, my God. So, like, kind of the part of my dream was becoming real. Uh, yeah. So I took on the uh, – I, I, I took the, the, the phone call. We agreed on the AHL contract, which brought me another AHL contract with the NHL camp. Uh, and I did good, but I wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know, like I was with Andrei Vasilevsky, which one of the top or the best yep. in the NHL. Uh, ben Bishop, which at the time was still with the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, yep. And Julian Brisbois and Steve Eiserman uh, met with me at the, the camp and said, Nick, what's your dream? I said, well, or what's your goal? It's to play in the NHL. Well, you need to be in better shape than either Bishop or Vassi. I said, well, okay. Wow. So, but you know how I was professional. So I took on the challenge. Yeah. I, you know, I, I bought myself a nutritionist, uh, went to the gym twice a day. Like made all the sac little sacrifices, and then my last NHL camp, I was 28 years old. Uh, I go there as outstanding camp, really, really good camp. And then um, they uh, after the they make the first cut just before the exhibition game started, um, and I, so I thought I was going with the first cut, obviously with all those AHL players. And uh, Steve Eiserman said, Nick. You've been better than a few goalies here so far. So you deserve to be part of the lineup tomorrow against the Carolina Rickings. I don't mm -hmm. in Tampa Bay. So, you know, for me to be drafted in 09 and then get an opportunity, yeah. you know, like yeah. almost eight years after, for going yeah. to Dundee, coming back in the ECHL and make my way up, it was just such a proud moment to go on the ice and, uh, in front of all the fans and look around and see that hey, I, I kind of made it, you know, like I, I made it my I made my goal, and after that I stayed with the team for uh, one more week uh, as a number three because they thought I deserved to be there. So you know mm -hmm. I flew in private jets uh, uh, with the team to Nashville, to Florida, played against the Panthers. So it was just outstanding experience for me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, by the end of the season, uh, there is a trade that had to be involved with me, and I was traded out west. Was made really, really difficult for uh, my family and I to uh, uh, see each other in the last season. We've seen each other only for 14 days the whole season long. Wow. Uh, so that's why you know, and my agency was uh, going like was growing uh, pretty well, and it was just you know I had some um, you know you guys know, but I was losing a lot of weight when I was in Dundee. So uh, I was losing between uh, 12 and 15 pounds a game. That's why like, I always had a problem with uh, hydration and I was losing a lot of weight. So I got you know, two times by the end of the season, went to the hospital. And my, the last time the doctor said, look, Nick, uh, next time it happens, well, you might need a new kidney. So by that mm -hmm. time, I just decided to uh, pull the plug and it was it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I, I, it might, I'm, I'm just blown away with that. Just, we, we're sitting here listening to somebody that went on and played with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you're naming guys like Vasilevsky, 
Ben Bishop, and then you say you play with Louis Deming, who's at the Penguins. These guys, it's just um, my mind is blown with this, honestly. You, and I know you, you, honestly, any excuse I'm, to bring up Pittsburgh. Absolutely oh, any excuse obviously. for this guy to bring up Pittsburgh. <laughs> um. <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know what? We, we've always said it, Nick. We, we've known you for a long time now, really, since, since you were at Dundee. Um, we only started this podcast last season, and it's just myself and Junior just sitting here talking a lot of nonsense. Um, but we try and get guests on, and for me, this is the ultimate now. Eh? We've got somebody who has put the jersey on, at the NHL, and they're on our daft wee podcast. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. And you know, it's 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 always a special when you, uh, as a kid, like when you are able to, you know, touch the NHL. Either like, and I know I haven't done the, uh, you know, the the big career or the big NHL career, but you know, like uh, last Friday, I went to see uh, Anthony uh, Beauregard at the Montreal Canadiens uh, um, mm-hmm. main camp. You know, like, and he was playing a game. And during a drill at some point, you know, he was talking with the head coach, Martin Saint-Louis, who had like, a, he's a legend in the NHL. And yeah. they were, he were, Tony B was doing a drill with, uh, uh, you know, Brendan Gallagher, who's been there for uh, 10 years. And he was yeah. passing the puck with uh, Schlaldowski, the first overall pick of the last uh, NHL draft. Like, it's just special to see that, hey, like, he's come a long way. Like, yeah. he went from East Coast wanted to have an opportunity in Europe, uh, you know, like an Omar Pasha decided to give him one, you know, and then he was about to come back and then the pandemic hit, go back to the CHL, MVP, goes in Switzerland, making like six times was what he was making in the, uh, in the ECHL and now, you know, has an opportunity to sign it for his, uh, you know, hometown, uh, hometown team, make his first NHL camp with the Montreal Canadiens, so he lives a, you know, 40 yeah. minutes uh, down the road is just, you know, sometimes it's, uh, yeah. you can't write it uh, any better. So. No. It's, uh, it, it's, all, it's always funny to think about that, the, the COVID season that, that, that didn't happen, um, certainly across here. And you think what would have happened for Tony had he came back to Dundee? Would he yeah. have went to the Montreal camp this year? You know, it, it's, we we can we we said it to him um on on the interview you know we we genuinely are very proud of him you know we we only had him for a year but he's yeah. he's a Dundee guy you know that it's like yourself you were a Dundee guy um and like what senior says we we follow them right the way through but um just talking about um agent Rio um how how just how different is that from you know your getting yourself psyched up for games and going and playing it and cooling down. Just how different is the agency side of things? It's really different because uh, I you know I always was passionate about everything that was touching outside of the ice. Uh, as I told you guys, I was really professional. So, you know, psychologist or nutritionist or, you know, therapist, gyms, all that stuff. I was really passionate. But when I was young, Obviously, me being drafted in the NHL, I had like big agencies and I, then I made a switch uh, later on in my career for a bigger agency with many players in the NHL that thought could bring me some, uh, some contacts or some contracts. Uh, and then I used one in Europe and, you know, so, and when my, uh, you know, uh, uh, at some point when I was in Dundee, I received a phone call from a guy named Etienne Lafleur which is now my partner at the, in the business uh, in the agency propulsion, uh, who's a lawyer as well. And he always, you know, he says, Nick, like my dream was always to uh, become um, an agent. And normally to become an agent, there's two normal paths. Either you're a former hockey player because you know the game and you know what's inside of the locker room and what's happening, or you're a lawyer. He said, because I wasn't skating really well, I decided to, t- to take the, the second option. So, yeah. and... The first thing, guys, I said to Etienne was, if I do this, I want to represent the player the exact same way I would have liked to be represented. Yeah. Yeah. And from since this day again, that's my mojo. You know, like uh, from Tony, from my guys at NHL camps, from my guys in Midget who are just drafting the QMJHL, yeah. from my guys from Gabriel Jenin who played 
you know, in Denmark, uh, I give them the same importance. I give them the same time. I give them the same recognition. Like, because for me, no one is more important than than, than uh, other guys. You know, like, yeah, it's, right. well, it's really, really important. So, yes, right now, it's a little bit different. Still, it's still hockey. You know, like, we're dealing in, with the with the with the business so and i just want the players to play and i want them to perform and on the other side i will take care of the rest in yeah. terms of contract so yes obviously i do i was always a big number guy so i you know even about my stats you know i was big a big stats guy so everything that touches number yeah. i like it I, i feel i'm really good at it so and i i like to bring as much value as the player in terms of uh, contract salary uh, yeah. as possible dep depending on the on their demand but obviously you're dealing in, in a different way you know like I'm watching a lot of games uh, I'm recruiting younger players uh, I'm yeah. sending guys to, to Europe I need to, to know the level of Europe so and every summer I need to you know find new contracts to about 25 to 30 players which mm -hmm. is a lot because yeah. for them like there is the only player who matters like it's it's me yeah. you know? like, but for me it's like okay i need to find a job to 25 to 30 guys yeah. with better money sometimes bigger league and so it, yeah. it, it has yeah. some challenges but i'm so passionate about it that for me it's it's not a it's not a job Yeah, well, you do know if you need any help in UK, we we are available. Um, if you need any support, um, yeah. we will travel up and down the country for you. It's not an issue. I might be looking for some uh, top-notch uh, Brits uh, who are uh, playing for a national team here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, one guy I'm keeping a lookout for is is your guy Bernard. Uh, in Ottawa's camp just now, know, um, I, keeping uh, a close eye on that I, one. Every time um, I see your. Uh, The, the logo there, I say, well, maybe he's going to change his poster behind, you know, and having a new poster, so. Yeah, so if, if, he, if he makes it, you know, let's, we need to, we'll try and, uh, senior, we'll try and get a wee agreement yeah. with his agent here to get him on the show and, yeah. and uh, maybe, there's, top, maybe a little top sent over. <laughs> you never know. There's, there's, there's one guy that, that I've always looked out for, and, and again, it's, it's, it's through yourself, that is Mika Seer. Is that, that how you pronounce it? Mika? Mika yeah, Seer? Yeah, Mika yeah. Seer is, uh, I'm telling you guys, this guy's going to play uh, in Europe at some point. So yeah. uh, I don't know where he's going to end up. But Dundee. He's so fast, so skills, uh, yeah. high end hockey IQ. Yeah. And, you know, like right now he's uh, he's finishing uh, his MBA uh, at the University of Moncton. He had a great career in uh, the QMJHL. Uh, but he's a smart guy, outstanding person of the ice, low key, mm -hmm. um, you know. So yes, he, yeah. he would be a good fit in Dundee at some point for sure. He he would, and also we have the university sponsorships as well. Um, yeah. You know, he could go and do his masters there. But um, <laughs> the the only thing for me, Nick, is just no more players to Fife. Okay, that's that's our only request from a Dundee point of view. No more players to fight, please. Well, it's uh, and you know, like, and I'll be honest, guys. Uh, you know, Sean uh, Cameron, the player. Oh, like, yes, um, we know. Yes, we know. We know. We found out. Uh, I, the deal was made in within 48 hours. So, yeah. you know, Sean gave me a call. He's a good friend of. Uh, You know, the Grigard brother, like uh, Jeremy, who's playing in Vienna in, uh, in Austria, and Thomas, who's playing in Liga in, uh, in Luco. And really, really good friend of both of them. And he was made, he wanted to make an agency switch or just see if there's an op another opportunity. And he called yeah. me like on a Friday. So I said, I said, look, Sean, I, thanks, but man, I'm, I'm going on vacation in Wildwood with my <laughs> wife and she's going to kill me if she sees me on the phone uh, every day for the next like four or five days. So I said, look, like, let's talk after uh, my yeah. week in Wildwood and, you know, let's see where we're at. Okay, that's good. Uh, and even at first I said, like, if you have an opportunity to go with another agent at that time, I will understand. Like, I don't want to, mm -hmm. to hold, hold you uh, against me. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay. And then on a Sunday, Jeff Hutchins, 
texted me, says, Nick, do you have a good right-handed forward for us? So, man, I just jumped in the occasion <laughs> and, I, I, and I sold, I sell them uh, yeah. Sean. And the next morning, my wife said, okay, I'm going to go uh, see the dolphins with, uh, with Chloe, you know, the little one. I said, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to stay by the beach. And I took about an hour or two of my time by the beach, closing <laughs> that deal. And the deal was uh, done within the 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, it, it pains me to say this, but he is a player. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, is he is very good. He is. Very fast. Yeah, well, no, he, uh, he and for him, same thing. He just needed an opportunity because the past two seasons in North America, and you guys know more than any, anybody else, but the pandemic has really, really hurt a lot of players because, yeah. uh, you know, the pandemic years, uh, he had an HL contract with the St. Louis Blues uh, farm team. And because there's an HL team that shut down during the season, well, mm-hmm. you know, it was just mixed with too much play, too many players. Yeah. And he just needed an opportunity. He has a young family, a wife uh, with their, uh, their their newborn. So he really wanted to live a yeah. family experience. So for me, it was just where would for him the best opportunity? Once again, I think the UK is the yeah. league of opportunity. If you do well there, there is a chance yeah. you can make a jump to Austria. There is a chance you can make a jump to uh, Algestan, the second league in Sweden. There's mm-hmm. a chance you can go to Norway. So, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I for think sure. for family experience is just outstanding. And I know his wife uh, has arrived a few days. And from what I see in, the, in her story, uh, he seems to like it so far. So, yeah. 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 But going final back, thing. Yeah. yeah. One final thing for me. You mentioned it at the start before Nick came on, right? Nick, you're a record breaker in Dundee. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. I forgot <laughs> I was going to ask this question. Okay. So Nick, you you're one of, I think one of two goalies in the Stars' history to ever receive a game misconduct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that game well? <laughs> I, remember, I remember that timing really, really well. Really. <laughs> Oh my God! And and actually, the the goalie that started this was Ben Bounce, no? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Ben yeah. Bounce. Yeah. And yeah. To be honest, I think he was he was mad just because obviously I had a little technique of my own, which is when we are on the power play, uh, and I know normally when my defenseman is behind the net, normally the forwards of the opposition goes and make a big loop. And normally the goalie is at the, the back of his net and yeah. the, the, the forward is making a big loop towards the crease. But for me, I was always waiting for the, 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 the forwards to come across. Yes. And then I was just making my feet turn. turn. For yep. me to, you know, uh, give me a, <laughs> you know, like an obstruction, which would then give us a five on three. You know, to yeah, our, yeah. And I think it happened like twice during the same game. Yeah. And yeah. I know the other goalie was furious. But for yeah. me, like I was go after the second period, I was going to the bench, but with my head down, yeah. looking at the ice. And I just saw the last minute Ben bounce, like putting, yeah. uh, putting yeah, the yeah. on my back. And I just, you know, my stick was there. The stick went up. There. I just look <laughs> at the opportunity. <laughs> It was tremendous. Um, oh, but yeah, one, one of only one of only two goalies in Stars history to receive a game misconduct. Yeah. So you yeah, will always yeah. hold that a record there as well. <laughs> and when when Bounce he still gets it quite tight about that when he comes to Dundee. Oh, yeah. He we still remind gets him. it for, yeah, from the guys who still go back then till now. Bounce still gets it quite tight from the fans <laughs> for that incident. Well, that's yeah. I'm sure he, he remembers uh, the situation as well, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he does now. <laughs> yeah. We we never let him forget. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, uh, crazy crazy thing happened in that year. You know, like I remember the Challenge Cup against uh, Sheffield, and then we yeah, beat Sheffield had on like four two, and yeah. then. There was a big article uh, the following day saying that uh, during warm-up, they will come after me and ref won't yeah. be able to protect me. And 
I remember like they were literally yeah. uh, making slap shot behind my legs during warmups. Like ref wasn't there. So I said, yeah. oh my God, it's going to be a long game. And yeah. then, you know, like guys were, were hitting me, guys were crushing me. Like it was just, and actually the head coach was a uh, Finner, you know, like uh, Finner, uh, yeah. Manchester. But since then, like, you know, and, and at first I said like, fuck this guy, you know, like I always, <laughs> And you know, uh, time went went by, and I just yeah. was uh, I just you know thought, hey, if I'm the target, it's probably because I'm I'm good. You know, they wouldn't do yeah, this. That's exactly uh, what it was. If I wasn't exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, um, final message from yourself for for Stars fans listening. Well, I just wanted to say to them again, big big thank you from me personally, from my wife, my family. Uh, I know I say it every time you guys invite me on podcasts or interview, but my wife always say like, if you do decide to uh, go see your clients in Europe, we need to make a stop in Dundee. That's where the yeah. that's the place I had the much uh, much much more fun, pleasure. Uh, you know, uh, Kellyan uh, really remembers it uh, again. Uh, but just I just want the fans to know that they play a big, big part in a player making the, the decision whether they play in Dundee or another club. And I know every player will say that they have the best fans, but I truly mean it. Like Dundee had really the best fans and I have a lot of connection again that I'm keeping close today uh, as well as you guys. Uh, but every client that I've sent to Dundee since then always come back with the same message the fans are just outstanding they make my uh, my stay uh, uh, you know more easy uh, they yep. make uh, you know uh, make me feel like home they make me feel like part of the family and for a player who's going to live about eight to nine hours difference from home uh, in a place that they don't know uh, and sometimes a language that they don't know it feels just a relief when you know that you will get you yeah. know hundreds of people for uh, for for who you're going to be uh, able to count on. So once again, yeah. big thank you, and your you guys play a big part of uh, the the uh, the adventure that the imports yeah. player, especially my clients, uh, uh, yeah. go uh, go through uh, when they go to Dundee. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, from us, Nick, um, it was an absolute privilege to yeah. one watch you. Um, and to have you on here, um, we know how how busy you are and how precious your time really is. Um, so no, thank you so much for coming on. We we really do appreciate it. Perfect. Anytime, guys. Thanks, okay, right, take thank care. You thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll be in touch soon enough. No doubt. Yeah, best of luck this season, guys. Thank you Thanks, very much, Nick. Nick. Thank you. Bye bye. So, um, Nick, reappear one. Um, what a what 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 guy? What absolute gentleman. Yeah, absolutely, um, gentlemen. The, 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 you can't say a bad word about the guy. Yeah? You can't. No. He is just even from from for the minute he joined Dundee until now, he has never changed. No, never changed. And as you say, he's never and, aged. And uh, it's oh, Benjamin Button sitting there. Fucking this man, not in a big game. <laughs> Honestly, God. Honestly, um, God. Uh, so but, let's top yeah. boy, top guy, top player. Yeah. Um, top agent, but let's uh, let's move on. Let's let's speak about now stars, current stars. Um, current so stars. we had two games last weekend, um, double header against the Belfast Giants. So I'm having to come into this kind of mode now and, and discuss games rather than just speaking to our guest. Yeah. So Belfast Giants, uh, a five-four loss in overtime. Um, Scott Conway put them one 0 up after six forty-nine. Uh, Roman's Semyonovs at 13.04 tied the game. We then went 2-1 up with goals from Philippe Sange at 20.18. Equaliser from Belfast through Kieran Long. We then had a penalty shot um, from Elijah Bariga at 35.28 to go 3-2 up. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call it David Gilbert. Gilbert. I'm saying Gilbert because it pisses me off the amount of times Belfast commentators cannot say people's names like Inglis. I suppose, uh, Does Ricky. Yeah, so 44-20. Uh, 
David Gilbert, 44-20, um, tied the game. Fleech Songs, again, um, at 49-37. Another quick-fire goal for the answer for Belfast from Mark Cooper at 50-08. And then Gilbert with the game winner at 61-39. Largo, a good point in Belfast, yeah, considering, considering we, were, we were coming off a, a, a tough week the week before. Yeah. Um, a loss to Fife, the win in Glasgow, but then a, 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 a pumping against yeah. Steelers. Um coming in, I think I've steered the worst to be honest with you, but a, a great performance, a great point to pick up. I, I did say that I thought we'd probably lose that game and yeah, we, we'd have been happy if we split them. Obviously it yeah. didn't transpire that way. Um but I would always take a point in Belfast. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um if, if so you nice... you take a point in Belfast, you've played really well. Yeah, yeah. Um some nice goals. Um Bariga's penalty shot as well oh, was uh, it yeah. was just the casual skating. It was just like he, he just chipped it over his shoulder, yeah. just like think yeah. there you go. Thank you very much. It's just that quick release, isn't it? Uh, it would. It didn't even look like a release. It was just like he just, just chipped the puck. Yeah, yeah, really um, nice, really nice. But, but yeah, a good point on the road. It it it's guaranteed our qualification for the next round. Yeah, uh, finals. That line. Racking up points certainly, and well, we've only, yeah, really, we've only played Challenge Cup, but yeah, that's a good sign that 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 Barriga's really hit the ground running. You know, we 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 know what what we Sanchez could do, yeah, um, and I think Semyonovs is is the unsung guy on that line. Well, and I didn't was, think he would fit in with these two guys, but he's he's fitted in really nicely with these it was, guys. It was one of the guys that. You know, he did get a bit. Well, he didn't get abuse, but it was questioned how good a player he was actually going to be production-wise because yeah. he didn't score yeah. a lot of points. And and obviously we had that conversation with Dowdy. He said that they're not going to put up big points in that league, but here they'll probably put up points. This guy's putting up points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same with Hugo. Uh, Hugo's chipping in here and there with some points. Uh, yeah. So again, it, it goes to show that that league. You know, challenge. Dowdy was right. Yeah. And. <laughs> You know, when when you look at the stats, but he is a top point scorer in the Challenge Cup, not just in in the whole Challenge Cup. He yeah. is a top point scorer. Um, yeah. I think I think Scott Conway's overtook him as, as the goal scorer, like. But yeah. for for overall points, Barriga is top, yeah. um, and that that's no fluke. He's a yeah. very talented player. When when they announced his signing, a few guys got quite excited about it. Yeah, um, and a lot of guys. We're also like, well, what's this guy going to do? What has he done? Well, he's an NCAA mm-hmm. champion twice, I think he was. So he, he must have something about him. Um, yeah. And him, him and Sonch and Semyonovs have have really gelled together really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going into that, coming off a, 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 a an overtime loss, a point in the point in the Challenge Cup, guaranteed for qualification. It was then all eyes on the Sunday game against Belfast again for. Potentially, you know, if we'd won in regulation, we'd won the group. Yeah. Um, so again, Mr. Gilbert at 30 31 gave Belfast a win the thing lead, which I thought was, you know, I think it was a, at that time, I think it was against the run of play a little bit. Um, but it was more end to end. Um, Sonche picked up another goal, assist from Folk and my boy Matt Cowlett yep. at 31 59 on the power play. Um, and then obviously three goals. Within the last uh, nine and a bit minutes of the game, yeah. David Goodwin on the power play at fifty-one thirty-four, Scott Conway on the power play at fifty-six twenty-nine, and then I have to admit the fourth goal, Scott Conway again at fifty-seven oh four. What a finish that was! Just top a little. Players, oh, but top, top yeah, um, three goals. When you, look at, when you look back at that um, screen that you put up there, right? Yeah, Mark Cooper. Now, he was a guy that buried us at Nottingham in the playoffs. Yeah? Yes. Zero well, plus he's three. Never for Nottingham. <laughs> uh, zero plus three hit. Yeah. Against us. Right? Yep. He's, he assisted on goals two, three, and four. Yep. He did fuck and, all. He's uh, never yeah, in again. And I'm pretty he sure the night before, that was just a goal the night before. Just a goal the night before. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, so um, but that, that's what these guys do, yeah. They, they turn up um, out of nowhere, and you've got a couple of assists here and there. You just but, you cannot give teams like that chances no. like what we did. 
No. At one all, it was, and I, and I turned around to Mike and I says to him, "This could be next goal the winner." Aye, yeah, could it definitely be next goal was the winner. Be one of those games. Um, and and my honest opinion, we were, I felt gutted, absolutely gutted for these guys because we should not. It was never a four-one game. At the no. at bare minimum, they deserved no. overtime again. Yeah, they deserved overtime. And if yep. if we'd taken the point and Belfast had had won two one, you went, it's overtime. Yeah. Anything happens, and yeah. and when they come out of there happy, two mistakes cost us. Yeah. So so the the delay game. Um, yeah. Clean win on the face off. Oh, um, and then, probably, and then it's probably been one of the cleanest face offs. Yeah. Howlett's probably won in his life. Yeah. It was so clean that it was unbelievable. Yeah, and then, and then it gets on the plexi it. and, then, and yeah. scored. Um, I, I am going to... Yeah, okay, he's Pressure, gave... Eh? Yeah, Pressure. he's gave the second penalty, and I believe both penalties uh, was Colin Joe. Um, the second penalty, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a, a disagreement with the officiating on this one. Um, so it's probably a penalty, no doubt about it. Yeah, totally agree. <clears throat> However, seconds before it, in front of the goal, there is a blatant cross check. I think it was on Sonch. I think he went right through the back of a cross check in the back. And I think it was Toby actually that called it. And he's looking right at it. No yeah. call. Goes to the board. The same thing. Happens and then again. the penalty is called. And it's again, it's the question comes back to the big team cannot not win. The group, the wee team can't win that group. The big team's got to win it. Yeah. Just for see, me. See when I look at it, right, and you're right. I think there was a penalty in front of the goal that should have been called, and it wasn't a call, right? So fair enough, it's not being called. The play goes behind the goal, and there's a bit, a wee bit of a stramash again, and you could yeah. probably pick out maybe a penalty there as well, and that wasn't a call. Yeah. And then Colin Joe comes in and he gets a cross check. Yeah. And it's a penalty. And the call it, and it was actually and called for boarding, and that's the one that gets me. If yeah. you're not going to call the other two, don't call the third one. Let it go. Yeah. So, a question it, I'm for you: it's, I'm not saying it's wrong that the penalty you called yep. was correct. It is the yep. correct call, but it's why was the other penalties not called then? Yeah. Question yeah. for you: Now I don't know, and any of yours listening to this, you know, thinking that, and I'll probably when they listen to this, they might be able to answer it, right? So there was a boarding call called against someone last weekend. First stars, okay? I can't remember who it was. It was a boarding call called. However, he hit him straight on. It was face-to-face. It wasn't on the numbers. It was face-to-face. So he was looking, the guy was looking at him. Oh, was it no Carter in. Folk? It might have been Carter Folk. And he's just hit him square on. I thought boarding could only be if it was on the numbers. It was on the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought the board. If there's maybe an, there maybe is another call in there, there maybe is an interference call or a cross check or something. But I didn't think you could call board in yeah. if it's not on the numbers. Just interesting to know. Um, Gregor yeah. Meisen listens into this, so Gregor, you could uh, give a wee yeah. update on that one, Mister X X Lino. Um, yeah. But speaking of penalties, I, I'm going to go back to these stramashes that you mentioned. Yeah. The stramash that happened after Dryden shot the puck. Okay. 100% a penalty on doubt for unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, 100%. Unsportsman. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well after the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Good though. So, oh, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Soy. Soy then comes in. Yep. And Lake then jumps in. And so, Rain then jumps in. Yeah. So Dryden, Dryden's penalty is correct. Yep. Soy's, Soy's penalty is correct. correct. And, and that what the fuck is... About that that is the altercation. Now, this is where it comes back to the Kyle Haas thing of last season. Yeah. Of There's an altercation between two players. Yeah. So it happened with Charlie Combs down at the benches. There was an altercation on the ice. Yeah. Kyle came in and got kicked out for third man in. So yeah. either Ben Lake or Kevin Rain is the third man in. Yeah. And it happened twice in that same twice. game. Yeah. So where's the third man in call? I read somewhere, and I don't know if it was someone being uh, sarcastic or pedantic, but someone said, hey, there's no third man in penalty anymore. I'm hoping it was a sarcastic comment, because yeah, surely third man is still a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Lake should have got but, third yeah. man, and Rain should have got fourth man. 
depend. Uh, well, you can't have a, uh, you don't have a fourth man, but no, um, you can't. I'm saying so the two though. Yeah, I don't know who but was there it first. Been I can't remember who was some it first. Someone should, should else should have been kicked out. Yes, yeah, it should never have been either yeah. four on four or five on five. We should have uh, came four on four. It was yeah, four on four. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't coincidental, so it was four on yeah. four, which is the first time they've actually ever done that right in Dundee. By the way, two separate yeah. penalties and they've played four on four. Remember, yeah. Pav- Pavel did it last season and played five on five. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so no, I totally agree with you. Brown's penalty is correct. Soy's penalty is correct. Where's the afters? It, 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 you know what? It really, it really irritates me. Yeah. It's I've, I've said it. We we all said it last year. It depends on the name on the oh, back yeah. of the jersey. It also depends on the name on the front of the jersey. That's there Dundee that does that. that. There's a player yeah. kicked out. If that's yeah. Fife, players kicked out. Manchester, players kicked out. Belfast, Sheffield, Nottingham, Cardiff, none of them get kicked out. Yeah. yeah. I, totally said, I said it at the start of the season in, a, in, totally a, in a, one of the pre-season games, I said it at the start as well. And listen, I'm all for calling out referees like Ferguson for being brutal. But I just that really irked me at the weekend, mm-hmm. and it showed the inconsistencies on refing. It really did. Yeah, because Kyle Haas, he's out of the game for he's that gone. straight away. Yeah, he's straight gone. away. Yeah, but, totally agree with you. Um, and then speaking of Kevin Rain, oh, what a hit he Rain. put on Ryan! What an absolute belt oh. of a hit he put on Ryan. Very. You know what? A lot, a lot of the fans were complaining about the hit. I said it at the time, it, it was nothing but clean. Sheepdog actually, right. Sheepdog actually thought there was a couple of strides to get to the hit, so it could have been called charging. Maybe. Possibly, but looking at yeah. it real time, I thought that Look was a good hit. But yeah. I'll tell you, kudos to Ryan Verity, he just got up yeah. and skated <laughs> Surprisingly. back to the bench. Surprisingly. <laughs> and again, though, yeah. and I know we keep speaking about Kyle Haas, right? Now, this is no me touting we should get Kyle Haas back. What I'm saying no. is, this is where I think we lack just that bit of toughness. Because if we've got a Kyle Haas type of player there, right? Yeah. Kevin Wayne doesn't throw that hat. No. He didn't do it last or Kevin, year. Or Kevin Wayne doesn't throw about the four or five hits he threw in yes. that game. Because he threw one yeah. on Semyonovs that put him yeah. out injured as well. Yeah. Again, it was a clean hit. That yeah. There's nothing wrong with the hit. It's yeah. just it was a hard hit. But he I like Kevin Rain. I think Kevin Rain is a top top D man in this league. Yeah. And, and you every team in the in the country would have him in in their team. He is a top he's, top D man. He's an ugly he's fucker a, though. Oh, he's an ugly fucker. He's better when he had long hair. I know. Um, he, he he looks. You know what? He reminds me of something. You know what he reminds me of? <laughs> he reminds me of the people on I Am Legend. Oh, the right, skinheads. Uh, That's who his face reminds uh, me of. He's got that really white face with the kind of sunken eyes and the bald head. He looks like a guy who I am legend. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be in the new film. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe he's got a part Maybe. in it. But um, somebody should have planted him on his ass for that. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm no advocate, right? It's a clean hat. I'm not expecting anything, no? really. But no? somebody, somebody has for it. Somebody has to answer for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so speaking, speaking of tough. 4 1. Right, go on then. Sorry, I was just about to move on, but continue with right, yourself. I, I was just, I was just going to say four-one. No. Got it when I come no, to that game. Did not deserve that at no. all. No, if anything, I think we de- we deserved at least two points out of the four over the weekend. Um, yeah. And you know what? It was Challenge Cup. We had already qualified. Um, yeah. You know, would it been great to win the win the league, uh, win that group? Aye, without yeah. a doubt. But yeah. you know, it it was good. Good perform, good team performance. I still think. Yeah. Um, just a couple of stupid penalties towards the end, which which yeah. absolutely killed her. But yeah, speaking of toughness, um, <sighs> we're going to need to be tough on uh, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow night because we're recording this Thursday. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so our preview: Nottingham Panthers, first time this season against uh, former coach GM we're, Omar Pasha's team. We're going to need to be tough both of these games. Yeah. Um, this is a tough weekend now. Yeah, Manchester. Manchester. I wouldn't say as much toughness, but uh, I mean, like you got to think about what Panthers are bringing and guys like Gagnon. You know, yeah. they're gonna have to be tough and stick up for ourselves here, or um, fast, <laughs> or quick. But you'll not catch you. You'll not catch you. Kyle has said it. He's yeah. the toughest guy he's ever played against. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah. Panthers and Storm. Um, Storm are a bit inconsistent. I think they're a bit like a bit like us just now. They're still trying yeah. to find their way this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some good wins. They've had some hide-ins. Um, yeah. Nottingham again as well. Some good wins. Some hide-ins. Um, uh, I think they have, they've they've disappointed me, and I hope on Friday night they disappoint me as well, Nottingham. Oh god, uh, I know. Eh? I I actually thought, and, and it's early doors yet. Let's be honest, but I yeah. thought they'd have been blown teams away, and yeah. I'm really surprised that they've not. Yeah, and, um, and and I hope it continues like that. Obviously, <laughs> but it's going yeah. to be a, a really really tough game for us. If yeah. we get a point out of that, I'll be happy. You know, I was going to say something there, uh, uh, and it was about Rio's Rio's guy at Nottingham, but I'm not going to say it because I, I don't want to jinx it. So I'm not going to say anything. Um. I'll say it. I'll maybe go. say it at the ring. I'll say it at the ring on goal. Saturday if, if we get anything out of the game. But I think uh, you're speaking about the goalie. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything yet. Um, I'll say but, it. I don't care. Top goalie. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. we follow. We follow a lot of next yeah, clients. What, yeah. what I was going to say. I'm not going to say it because I, I. No, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. He's meant to be he a top goalie. He might not play. He might not play. He will. He'll play. You'll play. They, they need to get winning properly again. Eh? They've only they've only they beat Sheffield at the weekend, but they were losing games before it. So they need to get him some winning winnings in a row and get his confidence yeah. going. I think. But yeah, um, Panthers. If we can come out with a point at least, I, I'll take yeah. it. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. Manchester for me is a must win already um, yeah. to get our season started in the league um, and try and keep them without picking up as many points as possible. Because I don't think I think they're like us when when they're at home they'll give the big teams a, a game when they're on the when they're away from home it could be hit or miss yeah and I think we need to limit how many points they pick up against us and obviously us beating Fife and Glasgow with them maybe picking up the points against Manchester to keep them further down or splitting yeah. it so yeah uh, three three points is hopeful three points um yeah. three points two, is hopeful two, two points two is points. the minimum I think definitely uh, yeah. And again, for the fans, if you're going to win the game, you win this. You win the Manchester game at home. Yeah, you don't want Manchester picking up any points. No, no. I think, I think uh, this season Panthers will be, and this is going to sound really bad, but I think Panthers will be further away from us this year than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Where Manchester yeah. oh, they will still will. be. I think. Manchester I think they'll the... still be in about us. Yeah, the gap, the gap between fourth and fifth this year, I think, will increase again. I think yeah. you'll have your top four and you'll have your bottom six. Is that many teams yeah. in the league? It's a ten team yeah. in the league, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about yeah. that there. Yeah. Um, see how many teams are actually going to be in it and future teams. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so be, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Um, they say two points minimum. Um, but hopefully, um, come Saturday, we're uh, guys are up for it. Coming off first a good, on the board. Yeah, yeah. coming coming out. Hopefully, maybe a good performance on the Friday. Um, yeah, guys are guys are rare and ready to go. Hopefully, um, maybe a couple of extra bodies back in the lineup. Uh, but obviously, Sem Semyonovs took up that knock. Um, Chris out, Soki out, Garrigan out. I saw on Facebook potentially Barigas out. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um, so it could... also seen on Facebook potential uh, reinforcements coming in. Yeah, I've read that a couple of times now. Um, obviously, we'll Jeff happens, mentioned yeah. it in a Jeff mentioned it in a, a press in a, pr- a press conference. Um, yeah. A fan posted it from the the sponsors lunch today. Um, the lunch thing that happened today or yesterday, whenever it was, um, yeah. that it was mentioned again that they're hoping to bring in reinforcements. Um, and again, like we we said, it's something that. You know, we've we've done in the past. Um, you know, we did it last year, we brought Ozils in. Um yeah. when we needed another body in. We've we've done it years gone by, Jack McClellan. Uh God. I'm trying to think of names off the top of my head now. And yeah. uh there's yeah Quinn O'Brien. Quinn O'Brien last year, yeah. Quinn, Quinn O'Brien, O'Brien and yeah. Ozils. Yeah, we ran with that one yeah. import all extra import after the injuries. Yeah. So just to cover the injuries, yeah. But yeah, um hopefully we do get reinforcements in. Um I hope so. I hope so. Especially if some guys are going to be medium yeah. long term now. Yeah, but fingers crossed, 
we're, we're able yeah. to speak about our first league win of the season next week. Um, Larzo, behave yourself. I will do. I will All do. Right. I'm and, just, um, I'm still buzzing that Nick was on. That was it. <laughs> He's more uh, happy with it. Nick's on this okay. one than Dowdy. Oh, I was just going to say that. If, if Dowdy's listening, Dowdy, you are a wee dick because Ryan Crowell <laughs> has overtook you now, boy. <laughs> but again, there you go, folks. There is your Nick Rayapel interview. I know so many we were asking about it. Billy McGuinness is going to be absolutely ecstatic. He'll love to reappel when he was here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's your interview. There's your, your previews and your reviews. Um, we'll see you on Saturday. And hopefully, and again, as I said, next week, we're sitting here talking about our first league win of the season. Yeah. So have a good weekend and a good week. And we'll see you on Saturday. Don't you know,